the holiday begins. But I actually like uh, and enjoy the journey. Maybe I'm unusual in that. Uh, maybe it goes back to my younger days when we used to go on these cheap coach holidays where you spent like 48 hours on a coach to get to a destination. Uh, Susan hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> uh, anyway, this morning what I'm uh, inviting you to do is to uh, join me uh, on what I hope will be a very exciting journey. As we travel together for 40 days. And... Uh, the adventure of a lifetime starts today, we've been counting down, we've been talking about it, we've been planning about it, and uh, we've been praying about it, but this is where it starts, here today. And uh, today is day one. And uh, just to remind you, in case you uh, needed reminding, some of you will know this off by heart, but uh, there are uh, seven Sunday messages to hear, starting with uh, today's. Uh, there were six small groups to attend, and Beryl's already mentioned them. And please, you know, uh, do think about attending a small group, even if you've never attended one. You don't have to be frightened about them. Uh, it's not there to, uh, to find out how much you know uh, about God, but it's there to help you uh, find out more about God and meet with other Christians and pray together and share fellowship together and just study the Bible together. Uh, nothing will be expected. And you can go along, and if you don't like it, no one will be offended if you don't come back again. Uh, just try it. Six more groups to attend. Uh, 40 daily readings, and I hope everyone's got the book by now, and if you haven't, there's still some out there. And uh, as I said last night at the, uh, at the launch, you know, they are 40 daily readings. Don't jump into the book and read it straight through. Uh, there's a daily reading each day that we'll all be reading. And the idea is that is so that we can have something to talk about in the small groups, because we've all been reading the same sort of stuff, and when we meet each other, you know, during the course of the week, we can talk about the things we've been reading. You don't have to agree with what you read. Uh, sometimes it's more interesting when people disagree. There will be things in the book that I can guarantee that you won't agree with, and that's okay. Uh, it's a kind of the, the overall emphasis that we're trying to get uh, which is, is very basic to our Christian beliefs. So uh, do do the 40 daily readings. And of course the memory verses to learn. You've got the key rings, you've got the tags. Uh, have a go. Uh, wasn't it great? Thank you, Ian, for having a go. You know, one of the things that I've noticed in church is sometimes we're frightened of doing things uh, in case it doesn't work. And you know, sometimes we have to take risks. Uh, for ourselves and for God. Don't be frightened of just having a go. And learning a memory verse isn't a great risk. <laughs> it's not the most risky thing that you will do this week. Uh, but engaging in a conversation with somebody else might be a little bit risky. So six memory verses. That's what it's all about. And uh, some of you will, uh, will find some parts more interesting and you want to join in more in some parts and others. And that's okay. And uh, each week, if you want, and I emphasize this, um, you know, uh, there are notes to go with the, uh, with the sermons and also the small groups. If you don't like them, just don't use them. Don't, you know, when someone offers them, just say, no thanks. Uh, I, I don't want to have them. That's fine. Uh, and we won't print, we'll get to, we'll get to work out and won't print as many and we won't waste paper. So there we go. That's the, uh, the kind of introduction. Uh, let's dive in to, uh, the first week. And it's a question of existence. A question of existence. Why am I alive? It's not exactly a new question. Uh, it was asked thousands of years ago. Lots of people have been asking this question and still do. You know, why am I alive? What is the purpose of life? In fact, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, thousands of years ago, says this. He says, why was I born? 
was it only to have trouble and sorrow to end my life in disgrace? And uh, you probably had times in your life when you felt like that, when you felt that this is what life is, it just seems to be one problem after another, one trouble after another. And we've asked that basic, very basic question, you know, what on earth am I here for? And uh, lots of people have asked the same question. Uh, Why was I put on this planet? Arthur Ashley says this, my life is a superb cast, but I can't figure out the plot. Jack Hanley wrote this, I hope life isn't a joke because I don't get it. A guy named Dr. Hugh Moorhead, who's the chairman of the Department of Philosophy uh, at a university, once wrote to 250 well-known philosophers, scientists and writers and asked them, what is the purpose of life? And then he published their responses in a book. And it's quite discouraging reading and depressing. Some of these people offered their best guesses. Some admitted they had made up the purpose of life. Some admitted they didn't know and didn't have any idea. And asked Dr. Moorhead if he knew, could he please let them know. Carl Jung, the famous psychiatrist, said, I don't know the meaning the purpose of life, but it looks as if something was meant by it. And that's how many people live their lives. Uh, They don't really get what the purpose is. I brought a couple of plates. Susan was a bit worried what I was going to do with these plates. Uh, These are our best china. It's eternal bow, if you didn't know. Uh, Susan chose it. It seems to it seems to go out sometimes. Uh, It's okay. We got it. It was a wedding present. We've had this for 25 years. And uh, for 25 years, it, it, it sat in, in, in our cabinet, and, and we, we would get it out now and again on special occasions, and, and, and use it perhaps at Christmas or special occasions, and then it would go back in the cupboard. And a couple of years ago, uh, we, we suddenly decided that we would use it. And, uh, okay, some plates got chipped and cups, and, uh, and that's what happens when you use it, isn't it? Uh, but these plates suddenly uh, were being used for the purpose that they were intended to be used for. They had discovered their purpose in life. Uh, They were no longer in the cupboard. Uh, They were being eaten off and uh, and handed around. uh, There we go. (laughs) They're going back in the cupboard. (laughs) But they're used every day. Now they're our everyday plates. And uh, the point is simple, isn't it? You know... uh, Even when we discover what the purpose of our life is, sometimes uh, we can so easily uh, miss out uh, because we're scared of what might happen. So, the question of existence. um, Why am I alive? There's lots of answers, of course. Uh, uh, Some people uh, take uh, the mystical approach. You know, they say, look inside yourself and you'll find the purpose within yourself. Uh, there's a philosophical uh, approach. The survivalist says the purpose of life is just to stay alive, you know, to live as long as you can. Uh, the naturalist says the purpose of life is just to uh, perpetuate itself, you know, for biological reasons. Rap artist Ice T uh, wrote, the only reason we're here is to reproduce. Uh, the hedonist writes the purpose of life is pleasure, you know, have fun, party, uh, have as much enjoyment of your life as you can because this, all, this is all there is. The materialist approach to life says, you know, get as many things as you can, acquisition of things, and your life is measured by, you know, how much you have in the bank and, and how many good things that you've been able to acquire. And of course the problem 
uh, with the materialistic approach is, of course, um, we can't take it with us. The mystical approach, the philosophical approach, you can try uh, the self-help approach. You know, there's lots of books, if you go into a bookstore, there'll be lots of, of self-help books that tell you how to uh, discover the purpose of your life. They're all basically the same. You know, they say, you've got to invent your purpose, you've got to create your own purpose. They'll give you the, the approach, discover your dreams, go after your goals, have some ambition. And of course, this is all good advice. And uh, if you do these things, you might be successful in your life. But being successful... And knowing your purpose in life is not the same thing. You can be a raving success in life and still not know what your real purpose is. Uh, you know, we, we see people who are successful uh, in their lives making a terrible mess, you know, because we think we've, been, we've been told that the answer, the dream, you know, is to get as much as you can. And we see footballers and rock stars uh, who seem to have it all and yet still take, make a total mess of their lives. Uh, the question is, what on earth am I here for? What did God put me on earth for? You see, the purpose of your life is actually far greater than your own personal fulfillment. It's far greater than your own happiness, even your own peace of mind. You were made by God, and you were made for God, and you were put here for His purpose. And until you find out that truth, life is never going to make any sense. Okay, so why does God want us here? Why are we alive? Why are we on the planets? Well, the Bible says the Lord has made everything for his own purpose. It's for his purpose. Now God has made everything, God hasn't made anything without a purpose. Every rock has a purpose, every plant has a purpose, every animal has a purpose. And if you're alive, you have a purpose. If you want to check your pulse, if you're still alive... Uh, then you have a purpose, and God has a purpose for you. And uh, over the next 40 days, we're going to spend time discovering those purposes for our lives, the five reasons that you were put on this planet. And today, I just want you to see God's motive. Look at this, he says, Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, and he settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Notice that phrase, the focus of his love. Because if you don't get anything else or you don't hear anything else this morning, understand this, that God says he made you and you are the focus of his love. So, the first thing that we want to say is this, God, I was created to be loved by God. I was created to be loved by by God. It's there on the outline if you, uh, if you wanted to do the fill-in. I was created to be loved by God. God is love and God wanted to create something to love and so he created you. He didn't need you, he wasn't lonely, but he made you in order to love you. He wanted you. And before we can talk about anything else, you have to understand that this is what you are here for, to be loved by God. So many people in this world that don't feel loved. There are lonely people, there are people uh, that leave empty lives. And we've got this fantastic message, we've discovered this eternal truth that we were all created in God's image and we are the focus of his love. I don't know about you, but do you have any, any of those fridge, fridge magnets and do, do you put pictures of, uh, of people that you love and care for on your fridge? Well, if God had a fridge, uh, yours and my picture would be on there. Because we are the focus 
of his love. So, you were created to be loved by God. The second question is a question of significance. Does my life matter? Does it matter? Does it matter what we do? Does it matter how we live? Does anything really matter? Well, Isaiah says this, My work all seems so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and for no purpose at all. You see, so many people, uh, they struggle through life without really always thinking, there must be something more to life than this, but never really discovering what the this is. You were made for meaning. And if you don't have meaning and purpose in your life, and you don't know why God put it on this planet, then life isn't going to make sense. Now you can go through life at three levels. The first level is something we could call the survival level. And uh, many people in the world live at this level. Many people live at this level through no choice of their own. They're just, they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to get enough food to eat. They're just getting by. And some people are barely getting by. They're just existing. They're hardly living. They're controlled by their circumstances. They put in their time and they, and, and they live as best as they can. It's survival mode. And some, some people live like that. A step up from that, and uh, maybe a better way to live than just survival level, is the success level. And uh, if we're honest, this is where most of us are, isn't it? Uh, if we could take ourselves and compare ourselves with the rest of the world, uh, not just the people down the street or the people with the bigger house and the bigger car, but if we look at ourselves and compare ourselves on the world stage, then you and I are a success because we have plenty. Uh, we have plenty of food, we have uh, a shelter, we have uh, lots of things. Uh, we don't go without many things. And uh, many people will look at our lives from around the world and think, wow, uh, they've got it all. Possessions, freedom, good health, uh, prestige. Um, and of course there's lots of books coming out that says that, you know, if I'm so successful, how come I don't feel fulfilled? How come I still feel that there's something missing in my life? Um, and for that, of course, you need that third level of living, which we're going to call the significant level. It's not survival, it's not success, it's a step up, it's a level of significance. And the significance, how do I get the significant level? Well, you discover the meaning of life. When you discover the meaning of life, you find significance. When you know that you matter to God, and that your life actually matters to the creator of the world, then you find significance. When you discover the purpose of your life, and you start living out the purpose that God intended for your life, then you suddenly find significance. And the material things, the other things in life, suddenly don't seem quite as important. If you want to know how much you matter to, to God, just look at this uh, next verse. I am your creator. You were in my care even before you were born. God has been caring for you. He had you in mind even before you were born. You, talking about God, scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. This is how much you matter to God. This is how much you matter to God. He paid you so much attention. He looks at every detail of our life. And it really matters. Do you matter to God? Yes. He made you. He created you. He had a purpose for you. God playing games with us? Is God intentionally trying to confuse us? No. Uh, in the Bible, when we read it and when we, when, we, when, we, when we study it, we discover what God had in mind for humanity. 
That he wanted us to be in relationship with him. That was the purpose, so that we could relate to him. This was his plan for humanity. God wants you to know the meaning of life. He wants you to know his purpose. And he's done a lot to give us clues and helps in how we live. And so if you stay with us for the next 40 days, uh, we're going to spend those 40 days looking in depth at God's plans for us. Because his plans endure forever. His purposes last eternally. His plans endure forever. His purposes last eternally. Now, the purposes we're going to talk about in the next 40 days are not just for the rest of your life on earth. They're for the rest of your life in eternity. Forever and ever. Because God's purposes are eternal. When we talk about the five things God put us on earth for, he wants us to practice these things here on earth. Rick Warren was talking about this last night in a simulcast, that we're here to practice these things. Uh, to love one another. A lot of us need practice, don't we? In uh, loving one another and caring for one another. We practice these things. And the hope, of course, of practicing is that we actually get better at them. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that sometimes happens is people come to faith and... Uh, and the life, there's an initial kind of change and an excitement when they come to faith. Uh, but then they kind of, uh, kind of come on a, a plateau and level out. And of course the idea is that, is that we are continually changing us. That God wants to continue to change us to make us more like his son, Jesus. And uh, these changes, while we're on earth, they are forming our character. That we will take with us to heaven. You were made to last forever. So this is the point. I was made to last forever. You know, these plates, you know, one day, uh, they weren't made for, to last forever. There's not a guarantee. It's not a lifetime guarantee. If I drop this plate, it's gone. It's broken. Uh, you and I, uh, we were made to last forever. We were made to be loved by God, and we were made to last forever. Paul says in Corinthians, when this tent we live in, our body here on earth is torn down, God will have a house in heaven for us to live in, a home he himself has made, which will last forever. You want to know how much you matter to God? Well, I'll tell you, you matter so much to God, he wants to keep you with him for the whole of eternity. That's how much you matter to God. He wants to keep you with him for eternity. We've been in the process of moving house now for, uh, it seems like a lifetime, but it's just a couple of weeks. Uh, and we're trying to declutter, you know. And there's some of the things that I want to keep uh, that Susan would rather I threw away. And, uh, you know, sometimes I've got to try and sneak things into the house and say, you're not bringing that, take it to the tip. Uh, you know, but I want to keep it because it means something to me. It matters to me. Uh, some of the, you know, some of the silly little things. Uh, that actually matter to me and, and I want to keep them. I don't want to throw them away. And uh, of course these are, these are silly things. Uh, the point in the Bible is that we matter so much to God. That he wants to keep us forever. Forever. He wants to be with us always. You know some people it's fun to be with isn't it? And some people it's not so much fun to be with. Uh, but God says to each one of us you know. I love you so much. I want to be with you always and forever. It says, leave your impoverished and confused, your confusion and live. Walk up the street to a life with meaning. The message 
uh, translation. So the question of existence, why am I alive? God's answer says by saying, I love you. That's why you're alive. And the question of uh, significance, does, life ma- does my life matter? God says, yes, you matter. You matter so much, I intend on keeping you alive for the rest of eternity. You're going to be around for a long, long, long time. And then the final question. Question of intention. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Why did you create us? For nothing? Who's David talking to when he says that? Himself? No, he's talking to God. Probably the greatest uh, atheist philosopher of the last uh, century, uh, Bertrand Russell, a great Englishman, said this. He said, um, unless you assume the assistance of God, the question of life's meaning and purpose is irrelevant. You see, if there's no God, you're just a freak of uh, a chance of nature. And guess what? Your life doesn't matter. But if there is a God, uh, everything is different. Everything changes. And you were made for a purpose. I've got a couple of things with me this morning. Um, Anybody know what this is? Picture frame. Have a have a look at it if you want. Pass it around. Yeah, it's actually a thing for putting your registration plate in. <laughs> uh, what about this one? What do you recognise? We're into we're into, we're into silly shirts at the moment. <laughs> it's a very small shirt. What do you reckon? Air freshener? Suitcase tag. Hey, there we go. You've got one as well, have you? <laughs> Sorry. You see, very often we look at things and we don't know the purpose. And sometimes we look at things and we think, what on earth is that for? Uh, but if you go to the person that made the thing, they'd be able to tell you exactly what it was for. And if you look at it in a little bit more detail, you might be able to work it out. Well, um, of course the Bible tells us that in the beginning, uh, God created us. God is our creator. And he doesn't create things for nothing. He creates things for a purpose. And uh, part of the life journey is discovering that purpose. He says this, he says, Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. If we don't know God, then we can't possibly discover our purpose in life. And the more we get to know God the more we get to discover our purposes in life. And part of the whole thing of this 40 Days of Purpose is encouraging and helping people to know God better. By encouraging them to spend time with Him on a daily basis, by encouraging uh, folk to meet together, to talk about God once a week, and by reading His Word. The more we get to know God, the more we discover about ourselves and our purpose in life. God, I find my purpose... By getting to know God. I find my purpose by getting to know God. You see, it all starts with God. So many people start at the wrong place. They think life is all about themselves. And life isn't about ourselves. If we start with ourselves, then we're not going to discover the purpose of life. Life starts with God. By getting to know God, I find my purpose. 
As Paul says, for everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and and, and invisible, everything got started in him, that's God, and finds its purpose in him. It's all about God. It's all about God. And that's what we're going to be doing for these next 40 days, focusing on the fact that in God we discover our purpose. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for, part of the overall purpose. He is working out in everything and everyone. If you want to know your purpose in life, start getting to know God. The more you get to know God, the more you're going to understand his ways and the wisdom of his thinking. And so, 40 days of purpose. That's what we are here for. That's where we're going over the next 40 days. This is day one of the journey. And uh, my prayer is that you will travel with us. And uh, that God will change you. And that he will mould you into the person that he wants you to be. It makes no difference who you are or where you are from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. We've opened the door this morning. And uh, we're inviting you to step through it. And enter into this journey.